Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Well, I welcome you to our morning service at Gilston. As I said before, I pray that God touches you. I pray you hear the voice of God and your spirit this morning. And I pray that as you leave, you're, you're different and you're changed, knowing a bit more about God, but also believing a bit more about God in your lives. So you can all be seated this morning. Well, it's Father's Day. Welcome all the fathers in the house. And as Claire said this morning, I just want to honor my heavenly father. You know that I get the opportunity to walk on this earth with my heavenly father. Um, And what's even better is, is when I leave this earth, I get to be with my Heavenly Father. I I think, you know, in in this generation we're in, I I was brought up in a Pentecostal generation. And I don't know what you were like, but when somebody, I didn't know much of the word, and and I don't think we really understood a lot of the word like, like we do, but we had a basic faith that if God said it, I believe it. And if God said it, I'm going to trust in it. And it was as simple as that. And I can believe growing up, seeing the miraculous happen around me. Because if God said it, I believe it. I didn't question it. I didn't know any better. And so when I read it, that was the truth. And, and we tend to forget that because we keep on trying to reason with things too much. Can we believe that this is the word of God? And if he said it, I know we've got to understand it, but we believe it. I believe it's true. I believe it's true for my life. I believe it even when I'm in pain that God's going to heal me. I believe it when I'm losing my finances that God's going to restore everything back to me. Because that's that's the God I serve. And I don't want to serve any other God but that. So fathers, can I encourage you, as fathers of the house, of fathers of your your families, can you step in? The word of God is true, so I'm going to believe it, so I'm going to work it out in my family. You know, last weekend we had an amazing weekend uh, up at Orma. We had a high, highway um, conference, and I've heard reports of healings of people seen, being set free. I had a great time in the weekend. I, I, it was good just to focus on God for a whole weekend and, and start to refresh your faith and start to believe again. I always believe, but have the belief to feel that belief, I suppose, working through me again. So it was great to step into a new week, just having a greater measure of God in my life. And I, once again, I pray that for you this morning, that what we experience for conference is not going to be left at conference, but we're going to grow on what we, we picked up from conference and grow stronger and stronger and stronger in our faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I know you're people of faith. I know you're amazing people because God loves you, God has a hand on you, and God's going to work through you. Yeah. So for me, talking about Father's Day, um, I, I would love to have some amazing stories about how I sat down with my father and my father counseled me in this area and that area. I would love to have some amazing stories about how I've got a, um, a man in my life that I can go to with my deepest, darkest secrets. And that man is going to speak to me some wisdom in my life. 
But sadly for me, I suppose, I haven't got that in my life. And it's probably a bit of a downer to, to start a message with, but I haven't got a man like that in my life that I can really come to and trust fully enough that I can speak my deepest, darkest secrets and they're going to speak wisdom in my life. And I want to be that man. I want to be that man. I want to be the man that when my sons come to me, and I can't rewrite the history of what I've done, but I want to be the man that when my sons come to me, I can love them, I can care for them, I can speak honest truths to them, I can speak faith to them that's going to grow their, their spirits, and my daughter, by the way, too, to be able to speak to them as a father to a son. And I pray that the experience that you're having with your children is not like my experience. My dad, like I said, was really closed off. It was a generation we grew up with. Coming out of the war, everyone was closed off. Um, and it wasn't until later on in life when, when, when my dad had, had, uh, had retired. And it's funny, there's two experiences I can, I, can, I can remember with my dad really, really clearly. One was I was pulling a shed down at home. And I was inside the shed, and he was knocking the shed down. It was, a, it was a garage, actually. And as they knocked it down, it fell over while I was inside. So the first experience I have is my dad almost killed me. And, and the second experience I have that I can remember really, really well, and Claire would know this too, is when my dad retired, he, was, he's, he'd lost a lot of his hearing. And he'd go for long walks. And I actually, when he, when he retired, my dad opened up, and we had some really good conversations but when he was walking, my, my greatest experience was as he walked, as he would walk, <laughs> as he would walk, he was very flatulent. And, and every step, he wouldn't just speak with his mouth, he'd be speaking out of another orifice from his body. And, and he would be speaking to me, and while he's talking to me, telling me this stuff, I couldn't help but focus because there was this other stuff coming out as well. And it's crazy. I want to have you remember better things than that from your dad. I love my dad. I love my dad. I respected my dad. He, he, he served God the best he knew how. He lived life the best he knew how. He was a good dad. And I'm saying this because I don't want to put my dad down. I love my dad. I respected my dad. My dad, because just of the position he held in, in our family and, and who I was, I was his son, I respected my dad. And I pray that for every dad here, we, we have the same thing. That No matter if, whether you've had a good dad, a bad dad, I know some dads have been horrendous. And some dads don't, don't deserve respect, and I don't expect you to give them respect. But somehow, if you can lay off all the things that your dad's put upon you, the negativity, lay it down. And if you can't put it back on your dad, put it back on your heavenly dad, that he loves you so, so much. And your heavenly dad is going to take the place of your earthly dad. He's never going to abuse you. He's never going to do anything wrong by you. He's always going to be there for you. Whenever you, you need him, he's there. Because that's the experience I've had since I was 17. My dad was for me. So if you want to be a good dad, first question I want to ask us this morning is, is how do we be a good dad? And if you want to ask how, how, does, how do we want to be a good dad, then I suppose one of the things I'd like to say is, how does the moon cut his hair? He eclipses it. <laughs> or maybe how many tickets does it take to make an octopus laugh? Tentacles. I won't stop there. I've got more, but I won't give them any more. It's Dad's Day, so... We... Okay, two, 
two can- you probably know this one, two cannibals are eating a clown. One turns to the other and says, does this taste funny to you? So, so man, how do we display the attributes of God? Men, have you asked this question? Have you sat in your room at night, sat all, all, all by yourself and say, God, how do I display your attributes? How, how can I be more like you? Because I've done a fair bit of that lately. And um, really thought, God, I don't want to relive the past, but God, how can I do this better? How can I do this better for my family? Because God, I, I want to do it well, because I want my kids to grow up whole and secure. I want my kids to know what, what it's like to have a father that loves them, and, and I, I want them, when, when they think about their heavenly father, that they think somehow a little bit about me. And so dads, or if dads, you're going to be dads, I, I pray you ask those questions as well. And as you ask those questions, that you start to turn and start to think, how am I going to do this better? And, and the hows and the choices we make, we make bring us to the place where we have more intimacy with God. It's God, I love it when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. I love it when I have those moments. But it's the choices that I make in life that hold me strong. You know, as men, it's, it's when you realize who you are, then you realize that you are behaving below your nature. And we can behave in God's nature. And to do this, the only way I know how to do this is, is to get to know God and then just simply follow him. Simple as that. If there's nothing else you take out of what I'm going to say, can you just remember that? Get to know God and follow him in all that you do. And I, I love the thought that, that we are, I know we're sons and daughters, and, and I'm going to sell about sons this morning, but when the Bible talks about sons, it's sons and daughters. But it, when you think of the Jewish culture, and, and the Jewish culture had the firstborn son had a huge inheritance. The nextborn son had a bit of a less inheritance. But they all had an inheritance and a responsibility. And I like the thought as sons that we have an inheritance from God. It's, it's like with, there's, a, there's a, a table here that's full of everything we need. And we've just got to come to the Father, or everything, not, yeah, everything we need. And we've just got to come to the Father and pick up some of the inheritance that's ours. But the, the thing is, we don't come to the Father most of the time. We turn to other things. Yeah. We turn to other stuff. Whereas there's a table set before us with everything we need. Yeah. And we just have to turn to the Father. You know, when we, when we turn to the Father and we follow him, we tend to bring heaven to earth. We don't have to wait to leave this earth to get to heaven, but we tend to bring heaven to earth. And as fathers, we, we, we carry the responsibility of guiding ourselves well. And mothers and, and women, girls in the house, I'm not saying talking about fathers and sons to, to, to demean at all because I just believe we have different areas of responsibility. I believe we're equal. I believe God created us because that first man, Adam, that was made, you know, woman came out of man, and I, I believe it's, it's like, it, like a 50-50 split. There was some of the, the characteristics were given to the woman and some were given to the man. And I believe as we come together, we're whole. So as we're talking about fathers this morning, woman, you're not any less at all. But we're doing this today to celebrate the father and celebrate the fathers in the house. So in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5, it says, God predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ 
in accordance with his pleasure and will. See, the God, the Son of God, and I think we might have written up there, the Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. It's written by C.S. Lewis, a great man. The Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. It's such a privilege that God the Father has given us the ability to live as his son. It's such a privilege to get up every morning and to say, God, I'm your son. I get to walk out another day in your sonship. It's like, it's like you're taking your place in the family business. That, uh, you know, the old grocery shop where the dad used to serve, and then the son would serve on Saturday mornings. He'd work all day at school, and he'd come home, and he'd serve in the family business after work. It's like we're taking up our place in the family business, getting to work in the family business. It is such an amazing thought that if, if we all know the enemy, the devil. He was so proud and he wanted to be like God. And so there was a big, back in history, there was a, there was a, a war in heaven, I suppose, and he got cast down because he wanted to be like God. And here he is, he's stuck in this place where he wanted to be like God, and he's never going to be like God. And then God has this plan, creates this plan, and he makes a son, the first son. And what does he do? He creates him in his image. The very thing that the enemy wanted, he can't get. And God, in his, in his awesomeness, decides, I'm going to make a son, a sonship for me, and I'm going to put some of myself in him, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to be like a son. So the very thing that the devil wanted is now us. Does it make you, make you think why he, he does, dislikes us so much? Because the thing he wanted all along is ours, as his sons and daughters. And we get to walk in sonship with him. And let us never forget what a privilege it is to do that. But also let us never forget that we have an enemy that doesn't want us to do that. So can we stand up in the authority that he's given us as men? Can we stand up in what God has given us and take our place as sons of God? Because as, as sons of God, I'm coming from a father. If my son comes to with, a, for an, with a need, I'm going to give him what he needs. If he comes for a want, say, I want, I want a Ferrari, well, that's a different story. But if he comes with a need, I'm going to give him what he needs. Men, can we take up that position that God has given us? Can we learn to pray? First of all, can we learn to read his word? Can we learn to take part in his body? Can we take up accountability? Can we step into our personal ministry, which is going to be led by the Spirit? And, and I know for some here it, it might seem so hard um, that we feel we've let God down, but I, I can't help but the, the first man, Adam, and, and I've bought an apple. Uh, you know, here's this man, Adam, and, and the pic picture this. There's, there's one tree in the garden where there's, with an apple that they weren't meant to pick. And here's Adam. There's Eve. I, I'm not sure I'm getting this 100% right because I'm just imagining this in my mind's eye, but here's Eve walking before him. Eve gets there first. Eve takes an apple. Decides she's going to eat it. And where, where's, where's Adam? Adam's standing behind her. Adam's, Adam's not covering her. 
Anna's standing behind and she decides to take the apple and here's Adam, he says nothing. Just standing behind her saying, oh, he doesn't even say anything, he just lets her eat the apple. And then she turns around and she gives it to him and here's a bite of the apple. And, and he'd, he'd relegated his, delegated his responsibility, the very first man, the very first son of God, for an apple. Might not have been an exact apple, but for an apple. And then what's worse is he, d- he decides, I'm, I'm feeling bad, so he tries to hide. And, and the father comes to him in, in the garden and, and says, where are you? Where are, are you, Adam? And, and he's, he's, he says, I'm naked. Well, he says, well, who told you you were naked? And then, 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 then Adam stands up and he says, basically says, it wasn't me, it was her. He just had the blame. And Eve says, hang on, it wasn't me, it was, it was Satan. It was the, the, the snake. But a delegated responsibility, I don't know where we are as men, and, and I want this to, to celebrate men, but men, can we never delegate our responsibility? Never delegate what God has given to us. We're supposed to stand up in front of our family and protect our family, protect our faith. Be Be men. And, and what's worse is if you've made a mistake, if, if you've stood behind your wife or past or, or made some mistakes in your life and maybe even accepted an apple from someone that you never should have accepted it from, don't go and hide. Don't try and put something over yourself to, to hide the shame that you feel because of the sins that, that you carried out. You can be free. You can be free. And if you, ca- if you come to God, you will be free. The, the, the apple does not have to Mark you. You do not have to live under an apple. You do not have to live in, in the past. You can be set free because God, when he came to the garden, he wanted to walk with his son. And the same with you this morning. Will you allow God to walk with you this morning? You, you might have been, a, in your, in your, as a man, you might not have, have lived up your life as godly as you should have up to this point. But from this point on, you can from this point on you can it's a choice lay down the apple and step into what God wants us to dear you know what I've gone completely away from my notes (laughs) completely away from where I was but I'm going to read a scripture and we're not going to get through everything here but we're going to get through some of it Joshua 24 verse 15 it says and if you know the story, the, the, there was a nation called Israel and, and they'd come into this land that they called their promised land and Joshua was sent to lead them into the promise, this promised land. And he's told to be courageous. <laughs> and and when, I, when I read this, the scripture, be strong and courageous, I was thinking, uh, guys, I don't know if you see yourselves as strong and courageous, but let me tell you, you are strong and courageous. Yeah. I, and once again, I don't care what, what past you've had, Let me tell you this morning, you are strong and courageous. You are a son of God. And you are able to leave your family into their promised land, into your promised land. So in Joshua 24, 15, it says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors. Worship beyond the Euphrates River in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day who you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates 
or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So first, the past. And now this, this, this verse, the gods of my ancestors. I will not serve the gods of my ancestors or the gods my, Sam, my family served. You know, what controlled your dad does not have to control you. The lineage you had, even though you've got a lineage, that, an earthly lineage from your dad that, be, that bore you and your mother that bore you, you've actually got a, a godly lineage as well as a son of the father. And the past sins, the past heritage, the things that went on in your past and your family and the generations back do not have to be your story because you can be set free. In biblical terms, in Deuteronomy 6, the sins of the fathers passed down to three or four generations, three or four generations. But I love it when you read this, this scripture and we, we, all, we all say when we, we're doing a lot of, when we're praying for someone, we break off curses back to three or four generations. But I love the second part of that verse because it says the sins of the fathers are passed down three or four generations but the get out clause of those who hate me. If you love God, if you follow God, you're actually in the place of being set free, of set free. You just have to walk into that freedom that God has already given you because you, are, you do not hate God any longer. If you live under a curse and you still hate God, yes, the curse can still sit on you but if you love God and if you're following God, that curse has no right in your life any longer. And you can be set free. So the gods of your fathers, the sins of your fathers, do not have to be yours. Yeah. Young men, if you're struggling with something that your dad's put upon you, you do not have to be held accountable that any longer. You can walk in freedom. I will not let it control me. I will not walk in its attitudes. I will not walk in, the, walk in the flaws that have been put upon me. I'm changing my future. From this moment on, my future and for generations down are going to live under the blessing of God because the blessing of God is for a thousand generations. And that is mine. That is mine. That, that is who I am. And that is what I'm going to walk into. You know, have you, anyone ever tell you a lie? Everyone would have had someone lie to them. But have you noticed when someone tells you a lie, then if they don't watch themselves, they're going to tell another lie to cover up that lie. And they'll, then they'll tell another lie to cover up that lie. And, and the lies tend to grow and grow and grow. And then one day they'll forget they actually told a lie and, and they'll, they'll change the story. Have you ever had a family that's done something wrong or, or, or back in the past to said a lie and the lies grow over time? I don't know if you've had it, but, but my family came from, from a bad background. Because they, they came from, from a bad background means I have to live in, in what they came from. If you go to India, you, you're, you're set, you're in a caste. You're in a lower caste, and because you're in a lower caste, you just live in a lower caste. And you're labelled by that lower caste. Well, you do not have to live under the lies and the faults that came down through your fathers and your father's fathers. You can be set free. You don't have to... to go along with the lie any longer you know we, we do a lot of we do premarital counseling and when we do we go through families and we look through the families of origin we look at the um 
what the fa- how the fathers relate, we look at how the mothers relate, and we get the people who are going through the counselling to say, okay, can you see this perspective in you? Because, okay, guys and girls, men and women, have you stopped if you're a lady or a lady here? Can you see something of your mum and yourself? Lily, can you see something of Kay? Yes, I can too. <laughs> and dads in the house, sons in the house, can you see some of, you, some of the attributes in your life that have come down from your dad? Can you see that? Well, we can carry some good attributes, but we also can carry some attributes we don't want. And today, the, from the scripture, it says, we do not have to live under the, the, the gods that our fathers served in other lands. We do not have to live under the sins of our fathers. We do not have to live under the attributes of our fathers. We can make a choice. It's a choice. We can make a choice to step into the attributes of God. And we can live in the attributes of God. John 8, verses 31 to 32. And Jesus is speaking. He says, To the Jews who believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth of God is, you are set free. The truth of God is, you do not have to live under the things that your fathers lived lived under. You can be set free. So first point this morning, do not live under the, 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 the... things that your generations or your father put upon you. If they put on good things upon you, pick them up and run with them. Because what, what walks in the father runs in the son. And I pray that, that what my father did biblically wise and in his faith, he walked in it, I pray I run in it. I pray it's not in the sins I run in, but I pray it's in the good things that I run in with my father, from my father. So the first point is, don't look in the past. The second point is, for fathers, present, it says in that verse, in verse 15, it says, don't serve the God of the Amorites or whose land I'm living in. Men, don't just be succumbed to the, the nature or the culture of this world. You know, that there is so much culture out there that is, it's being hammered upon us. Probably more than what it ever was because it's so, so available now. We pick up the simple little phone, which would have been a mega computer when I was young. In fact, it wasn't, it wasn't even a computer when I was young. Um, this thing has everything. And it has everything good and it has everything bad. Men, can we make a choice that we're not going to serve, the, let's call them the slave masters of this time, in this land we're in here, in this present land we're in now. I'm not going to serve what, the, what is put upon me in, in this generation I'm going to serve my God. You know, this generation too has some things that our generation didn't have to contend with because back in our generation, we had some opinions. We had opinions on things. We had some truth, but we had opinions on a lot of things. And the trouble nowadays is you don't just have an opinion but now you have actually my truth. And if it's your truth, according to society, no one can come against your truth because it's your truth. And, and so what we had an opinion, which was our opinion, which 
God could come and he could say, no, this is my truth. Now, now, now we're talking to people who, who say, this is my truth. And because it's my truth, it's my reality, it's who I am, and you cannot tell me any different because it's my truth. And because, because of that, society is taking all these different slants everywhere. I don't know if you've run into people who, who are stuck in their truth. They believe all sorts of crazy things that when you think with a natural mind, it just does not make sense, but it's their truth. And because it's their truth, we're not let, allowed to come against their truth. See, according to the dictionary now, it says if it's my truth, then perhaps no one can argue against it. In fact, it doesn't even say that perhaps. It says, if this is my truth, no one can argue against it. So can we take the truths, that the, the, these conditions that the world's putting upon us these truths that the world's putting upon us and say, God, I'm going to lay down my truth in this present time and I'm going to pick up your truth. Because my truth, is, if it doesn't line up with your truth, then it's not a truth at all. It's a lie. Because in Proverbs it says, a fool is right in their own eye. Can we live under God's truth? So in this present sense, men, can we pick up our godly starts and walk as men of God. There's a statistic that says when women come to faith, 35% of the time their family comes to faith. There's another statistic that says, but if men come to faith, 70% of their families come to faith. If you knew the influence you had as men, and if you only knew what we've laid down, what we haven't picked up and what we haven't run with and what difference there would be if we actually stood up for our faith and the influence we would have in the world. Men, there is more than you than you ever thought was possible. Do not let the influences of your, your fathers and your father's fathers coming down stop what's in your life. Do not let the world and what's going on around you at the moment stop what's in your life because you are sons of the living God. Sons of the living God. And when we pick up our part, we wipe off our negative things of our past, we decide to take a stance in where we are now, then the next thing that says in the scripture is a future. Because as for me and my house, I am going to serve my God. Men, and I'm not going to say I am, men, we are passionately following God. Men, we are followers of God. Men, we have a conscience that tells us from God what is right and wrong. Men, we are lovers of God. Men, we are lovers of our wives. Men, we are lovers of our kids. Men, we stand up for what we believe is right. Men, we do not steal. Men, we choose to do what's right. We choose to stand up in the face of opposition. Men, that is who we are. And I'm saying this morning because I'm saying that's who you are. I'm saying that's who you are. Maybe you might not think that, but men, that is who you are. Men, let's reject passivity, passivity and let's take up our responsibility. That man Joshua, he said, he said in Joshua 1.8, he said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And men, it is not who knows the most. 
It's not a competition. I, I was thinking about men and, and what I love to see in men, and, and I, I wrote down some quick thoughts. And a man keeps his mind sharp but humble, and I was thinking, what, what's a man that would display this? And straight away, I, I thought of, of Shane Willard, and, and he's a man who teaches the Word of God. But if you know Shane Willard, if you spend some time with him, he's a humble guy. He does not push his agendas on you. He lets you come to your own conclusion of, of the Scripture. He's a man that when I think about how he how portrays the Gospel and his faith and how, he, how he, he speaks it out, he's a man that I would like to follow. I will have to be a man that's integrous, a man who's honest, a man who's truthful, a man who loves people. I love to be a man who tells the truth but without destroying people. A man who his life speaks, not just his mouth. A man who works hard, a man who's responsible. A man who devotes himself to God and his family. A man that never gives up. A man that lives a lifestyle of giving. A man that does not go to church. A man who serves at church. A man who doesn't just go to work, a man who serves at work. A man who serves his family, a man who leads his family, a man who follows God. And I pray that all men here are those men. And I don't want to lay anything heavy on you, but I want to say that you can be those men if you don't think you are. In fact, I would say that you are those men in God. You just have to come to the table and eat from the table. But it's our choice. So Joshua, in chapter 1, verse 9 have I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Even when, it's, when it seems too hard. Even when you think you've blown it completely. Even last night, we went, out to, we went out somewhere to celebrate something. And I said something and afterwards I thought, why did I say that? I thought, man, my mouth just runs on its own. I thought, why did I say that? I'm blowing it. But you know, let's not hold ourselves in the judgment seat. Let's not condemn ourselves. Allow the conviction of God to come upon us that we might repent and be free. Don't walk in the conviction of the past hurts men. Walk into your future. Because God wants to raise up warriors. We've got to remember that in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. That is us men. That is us men. And I'm going pretty quick. So in Jeremiah 29, chapter 10, verse 14, or Jeremiah 10 to 14, I'm just going to read chapter 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and future that you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, declares the Lord. If you don't know where that was from, that was from Jeremiah. And we've been going through Haggai, and Jeremiah was speaking to, about the people as they're going to come back and rebuild the temple that we've been studying here. Seventy years before it happened, he was prophesying this for the people when it was going to happen. That when you will come and pray to me, I will hear you. That is God's truth. When you seek me and find me, you, when, you seek me with all, when you seek me with all your heart, that is God's truth. But the last truth, and I love this to finish up with, is that you will find me. You know, Jeremiah prophesied that 70 years ago when it came to pass. 
Can I say to you this morning, God is continually speaking over your life. God is continually speaking over your life. Will you take up what he's speaking and will you allow that to be your future? Because as he spoke, it became the future of of Judah. They came back to rebuild the temple. So with us, if we will take up what God says, not listen to what our fathers, our fathers, the negative things they said, not listen to the things of this world, but take this and step into our future. Men, can I say, you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You will see a stronger family than you ever thought was possible. You'll see sons that will grow up in, in their faith. You'll see daughters grow up in their faith. You will see God moving in your life as you do this. So God, I, I pray for the men here. And, and Lord, I pray. I pray that there be a sense of sonship upon each and every man that's here. I pray that our earnest desire would be to follow you. I pray and ask, Lord God, Lord, that you would come. And God, just as Adam, he failed you, but you still loved him. I pray, Lord God, that every man and boy that's here, Lord God, that might feel like they've failed you in some way, that they would realize, Lord God, that you just want to pick them up. You just want to give them a good hug. You just want to set them free. And you just want to enable them to step into their future and their destiny. So God, Lord, I pray for every man here that wisdom would be upon them, that wisdom would build the house, their house. I pray and ask, Lord God, that as men, Lord, we wouldn't just allow our wives to be intimate, Lord God, but we would be intimate, Lord, with our wives and our kids and intimate with you. I ask, Lord God, Lord, that God is... is We come to you and we pray that God, Lord, our ears would be attentive to you and we would not just pray, we would hear you speaking back to us, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, I pray a blessing upon the men here, Lord God. I pray you bless them in their finances, Lord. I pray you bless them in their health. I pray you bless them in their families. I pray you bless them, Lord God, and I bless them, Lord God, Lord, that they would stand up as men of God, courageous, not looking back in the past, but leaving the past behind of generations and the past behind of what they've done and stepping into all that you have, Lord, I pray. And I pray, Lord God, Lord, that every man here would know the experience of coming to their father. And I don't know every person here. But if there's someone here who doesn't know their father, I would love to introduce you to the father. If you've come here and and you might be saying, this just all seems so foreign. Well, let me tell you, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that wants to interrupt your life.
And if that's you, I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. You know, our God was so gracious that that simple scripture that we all know for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And if, if that's you this morning, we would love to pray with you. We would love to spend time introducing you to, to our Savior, our Father. You know, maybe you've taken a step away. Maybe you need to take a step back. Maybe you just need to take a step back. And if, if that's either one of you, you know, just so we know, if you want to raise, just raise your hand and, and I'm going to see that and I'm going to pray a prayer. I'm going to come and speak with you afterwards. Is anybody here? Thank you. Anyone else here? Thank you. Anyone else here? Thank you. You know, the, the, anyone else here? Anyone else here? You know, can I encourage you, men, this morning to put your hand up? I wasn't the only one who saw that hand. God saw that hand. And as we take a step towards our Father, He takes a step towards us. I'm just going to close my eyes while I say these next few things. That God... He, he doesn't need you to think it all out. He doesn't need you to know it all. He just needs you to trust and take a step by faith towards Him to make a choice, to make a manly choice to step towards Him. And He will take a step into your life. Can I also too, and once again, I don't, I don't want to embarrass anybody. But can I ask you to stand? No, not everybody. Can I ask the guys to put their hands up to stand? Thank you. Can you stand? Awesome, awesome. Because I wanted you to stand because, you know, the people in this house, I want everyone to look and see these men and be the body to support these guys because some of them have known faith but some of them haven't known faith to be the ones to, to, to be the dad the physical dad for these guys here in the earth now because we know our, our heavenly father loves them but you know they need a dad and we can be the dad for these guys so can you just stand up? Just sorry to embarrass you. Can you just stand up one more time? It's okay. It's okay. And I'm just going to pray for you. Is that all right? I'm going to pray for the three of you. Lord, I pray for these men. And God, first of all, I want to say that they carry your attributes. 
And no matter what they've done in the past, Lord God, let them know, let them know, let them know that they are men of God. Let them know they were created by you. Let them know that there's a plan and purpose in their lives. Let them know, Lord God, Lord, that you have them. Let them know, Lord God, Lord, no matter what people say around them, you say that they are loved and they're respected, Lord. Let them know that, Lord God, deep down in their heart and their minds and their souls. And God, Lord, I pray and I ask, Lord God, in this moment here right now, that there be a supernatural transference of the life, Lord, and everything that's been holding them back, everything that's been putting them down, I speak to that thing and I tell them to get off in the name of Jesus. And God, Lord, I ask, Lord, for your spirit to come upon them, to strengthen them, to enable them, Lord God, Lord, from the choice they made today, Lord, the decision they made today, that they will be able to walk this out, Lord, with integrity and honesty, Lord, I pray. So put your hand upon them, Lord, I ask, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I'm going to come and I'm going to, after the service, I'm going to come and speak with you guys and we're going to pray a prayer with each and every one of you. Men, can you come and can you talk to these guys as well for the service this morning? Men, you are awesome. Men, you are awesome. All of you, you are awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, guys. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.